well continue these .edu.gov. Today we will be talking about the 2020 movie The Rhythm Section with Drop Chris Murphy's Welcome to movies.edu.gov, the government website for movie watching, where we watch every movie of 2020 and talk about it. And today we have a tremendously bad movie, um, The Rhythm Section. So to talk about that with us is uh, Chris at Drop Chris Murphy's. Hi, Chris. Hey, what's up, Dr. Fuzz? Not much. Um, we were just shortly talking about... Uh, how there's nothing to talk about today with this uh, with the movie we watched. Um, I think this is, um, I, this may be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but this is definitely the worst movie so far this year, to me. It's uh, it's yeah, gotta what do you be think about this. Um, yeah, I just was watching it and just so it, it was just so boring for an, an, an assassin movie. Seriously, 15 minutes in, I was just like, oh my god. I was I was tempted. I mean, I've been tempted to like leave a theater a lot with like the movies I've been watching for this thing, but this one I was I was genuinely thinking of being like, ah, maybe I should just call this all off. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should just stop while I'm ahead and only see movies I like now cuz like this was uh torturous to to sit through. It, it it absolutely was, and I kept thinking it was called Rhythm Nation. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a better. Uh, well, no, I guess the rhythm section has to do with uh, the the what is it? The heart is the bass. Oh God! The heart I, is the drum? I was like, how does the rhythm section play into this? And I guess that's how. That's the like assassin. That's the learning how to be an assassin thing. Super weird. You know what? Before we talk about this, have you seen any Reed Murano movies? This is a Reed Murano movie. Uh, I don't know offhand if I have. Is is he the, the director? He's a director. He used to be a cinematographer. Was cinematographer on a bunch of movies and then started directing. I saw one of his movies before this just to like kind of see what he was about. It was called Meadowlands with like Olivia Wilde and Luke Wilson. Is it about the New York Jet Stadium? <laughs> it, that would have been better it, it's about this couple and their kid disappears and so like Olivia Wilde go, it just becomes like insanely depressed and like uh, she's a teacher and um, it ends with her kidnapping a kid with Asperger's who's like obsessed with elephants and like and then she like freaks out because she sees a cop checkpoint and then they pull over on the side of the road and then they see an elephant like in the back lot of a circus and then the movie ends and after i walk and it's very that weird. sounds pretty funny it's it is funny but you're just kind of like what what is this the only good part of that movie was it had burzum in it the the metal band um <laughs> 
So that that was good. Like I was like, oh, they have a and even in this uh, movie, it was boring. But I was like, there's some good music choices. I think Reed Morano just like likes to put on his playlist during this stuff. But oh, absolutely, no, with no regard to if it plays well in the scene or not. Oh no, no, he's just like this is a song I like right now, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna show my friends. It's uh, yeah, very the college dorm stereotype of like oh. I got I got the ox. It's time to listen to my stuff now, guys. Uh, that's funny. I when I was watching this, I was like, "This is the most expensive student film I've ever seen." So insane how expensive uh, it is because whole, I didn't realize what the budget was fifty million. Oh, I'm gonna be sick. Fifty million. Where did it go? Uh, so far, it's only made uh, um, five million. Yeah, I, you know, I, when I went to go see it, they had it in the largest theater in this, it was a, the, the Century 12 in, in Chicago, and it was like six people about 80 years old, and then me. Yeah, I, I mean, similar, kind of similar experience to, uh, to me, I just got the people who probably were just like movie hopping for the day, and just like came in for a bit to watch this one. Nobody enjoyed it. No, no, somber, uh, a somber march out of the theater <laughs> as the movie ended. Uh, uh, extremely, and it has like you know, I'm not a big Blake Lively fan, but I've seen her do more compelling th- stuff. I'm a fan of Jude Law, and he, and I'm a fan of uh, Sterling K. Brown, but. Uh, holy shit, like, even the actors in this, they're, it's like mumblecore. They are so just, like, serious, and I guess the direction is just awful, because everyone just speaks in the same, like, cool, like, just monotone voice. Yeah, they definitely could have had a lot more fun with this. I think Jude Law kind of was, but Blake Lively, God, they, I mean, they... And I don't think it's her fault. They just gave her this awful, I mean, these stereotypes from, I, I put this in my notes. This movie felt like it was out of, like, it should have been made in the 60s. Because, <laughs> I mean, for like, for one, that was all the music choices were all these 60s songs and. And the weird covers of 60s songs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and. This whole thing, I mean, we'll go through it piece by piece, but, I mean, it is just so, like, flat-out boring. And I haven't, I'm not familiar with this genre. I know I was trying to ape on the genre of, like, Atomic Blonde, uh, Destroyer with Nicole Kidman, Hannah and Anna. There's one called Hannah, one called Anna, you know, the badass female assassin, female John Wick movies. Is what they're always called. Um, I I haven't really seen a lot of those, but I have to imagine they were better than this. I I've seen Hannah, and that movie was more fun, and that movie still was pretty boring. I was hoping for some fun in this, and there's one scene I liked. I I think we have the same scene, but we'll see. We'll see. Do you want to just say it now? Okay. Uh, is, it the, is it the driving car? That's the it, it's the driving yeah, car scene. Yeah, that was done so well that I immediately was like, holy shit, whoa, shit, something good is happening. Yeah, I, w- I woke up for that one. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, like, wow. 
that was interesting but uh yeah but then we'll we'll uh we'll get there i guess because uh this starts out with i mean honestly just even trying to remember where this thing starts uh it 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 was she's hanging out with her family and and her go on yeah I'm sorry. I just, I just, I have to send my notes. I, it's been about a week since since I've seen this, but this stuck out to me. Her sister looked like Ben Shapiro's sister. Yes. <laughs> In more ways than one, if you know what I mean. If you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, she goes in the slideshow. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely not the baddest baddie of the year, folks. That that award has been given to someone else, but. Uh, uh, don't worry, it's an ongoing contest. She's 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 you know maybe a close runner up. She's up there. Yeah, uh, but her family's dead. Her family died from terrorism. Right? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah, they're on the plane. Like they all go. It's very convoluted. It it it's such a. Uh, it's it's so cliche and so convoluted at the same time. That they were on a plane that she didn't get on, like Final Destination, and she's mm-hmm. sad. She's yes. very sad. And she's sad because they were, she's like, I was the one who wanted to go on the trip, and then I didn't go, and it doesn't really explain why she, it doesn't go into why she didn't. Really? It, Does it, it? Like, they have, like, one throwaway line that I couldn't even remember. Yeah. It, it's like, it seems like, hmm, maybe that's a big, it's, that's part of her character, maybe make sure the audience knows and they're like no we don't we don't we don't even care and so she becomes depressed and becomes a prostitute starts using drugs uh, you you know as every typical upper middle class woman in her position would yeah would when you when you probably have a enormous inheritance afterwards right she yeah. would yeah and you still have friends and a support system it's like what this is I, I think I like Jude Law, which it wasn't clever. It made me angry later on when he's like, Oh, sad girl, like sad upper middle class girl becomes a prostitute and turns to drugs. How cliche. And I'm like, Yes, because it's from the 60s. Yeah, that is it's cliche in that. Yeah, it's a like a, a, a fictional thing that I don't know. Like, I could, oh, oh my god, I don't even want to get into it because it's like this movie. It has a lot of those, like, feminist beats, too. And I'm going to sound so, like, anti-women, because I just did Gretel and Hansel, too. And uh, I, I talk about how... But it's it's weird. There's, like, inserted feminism that isn't good that just seems to be put in there to be, like, yeah, like, lady power, fellas. And it's, like, weird. This movie is toxic femininity. That is I don't know if I said probably that word true. No, yeah, toxic femininity. It's a, uh, uh, it, it's so weird. Uh, and we'll get, we'll get to it. But the uh, when she meets with like, what is it? That government official and his wife is the one that's like, gives her the job to kill the terrorists. Yeah, Hillary Clinton. Because yeah, it, it is like Hillary Clinton, but it, it's so weird that she's like. Us girls know how to do it. A mess. Yeah, she's like, I like, yeah, it's up to, I believe you're a powerful enough woman. And then later on when, like, the terrorist is going to detonate a bus that they're in, that they're fighting in, and it's, like, set to a timer or something, 
and the terrorist, the male terrorist is with the female terrorist, and the female terrorist, like, helps Blake Lively get out, like, five seconds after she's actively trying to detonate the bus with all them inside. But in, like, ten seconds, she has a switch where she's like, no, you need to leave, because you're a woman, and I am too. And it's just like, wait, what? Like, you didn't give a reason why that person would all of a sudden want to help Blake Lively. Uh, this might be very unpopular, but I'm pretty sure it's because every woman in this mo- in this movie wants to kiss each other. You know, I That's can't my argue theory. with that. I can't argue with that. Show me a better one. And all the men want to kiss the women. Because yeah. Blake Lively, you know, and she does the whole thing in the beginning. Where, okay, so she's, she's, she's a prostitute. She gets contacted by this reporter. She ignores him because he has, like, leads being, like, your family was actually bombed by terrorists and the government covered it up. Was that what it was? Yeah. It was a weird thing where it's, like, it wasn't, they, like, the government didn't want anyone to know that it was terrorists that blew up the plane. Which doesn't, seems like they would. I mean, I guess unless it was, like, their terrorists, but. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was, or, this plot is so confusing yeah it's confusing and the fact that it's like very slow and boring and also that confusing is like it it jumbles your mind while you're watching it it's so easy to just like zone out in this movie yeah because like next thing you know the the reporter is dead someone killed him and she hears somehow she hears about jude law and goes to like ireland like a remote island in Ireland to to train with him? A training montage in yes. the middle of this movie. Well, the a mi- training montage mixed with the, like, detoxing rehab montage, right? Oh, God. That is just... In, in a movie that was just very super realistic up until that point, hyper-realistic to a fault. Mm-hmm. And then decides to do a training... A, a, a rocky montage... And they have to, they do the obligatory, like, her getting in the water because she has to, like, strip down and show everyone how, like, fucked up her body is. Like, oh, my God, she really fucked herself up for this performance. Oh, God. She's got bruises? Oh, my God. (laughs) She's got bruises and her body is pale? That's insane. Like, she looks disgusting. That's one of the two ways that we portray a woman. Yeah, she's not She's not even... Well, she's wearing makeup, but it's not the good kind. It's the kind that makes her look all fucked up. Uh, she's got monster monster makeup. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So she trains with Jude Law. And Jude Law is like, I love him, but in the, I, just, I don't like, like this character who's just like... He keeps being like, fuck you. Like, he hates her. <laughs> yeah. He is super masochistic towards her. It's or sa- sadistic, I guess. Which one is which? Yeah, sadistic towards her. She's a little bit masochistic, I guess. It's very fucked up. It's fucked up that I I, don't, I just don't understand what they're going for with this movie with with this dynamic. It's uh, like she needs a man to become strong. I I feel like that's not the message they wanted it to send, but that's exactly that, what happens in this movie. That is exact, and it's a man who's like who's mean to her <laughs> i don't know man like he is like do- almost like on the verge of like torturing her where it's like it, it's like how how is this supposed to make her stronger it just seems like you're like 
just being extre- like torturing her. Um, and but he teaches her about the rhythm section of her heart and her lungs or her brain. I forget what the drum and the bass were. It was inconsequential. The title of the movie, the rhythm section is what makes you shoot so good when you cause breathe and your heart and shit like that. She never uses it. No, she doesn't really sh- shoot that much. There's really no badass action sequences in this. They make what? her so inc- like they make her so incompetent after all this grueling training. She never really does a good work of assassinating people. No, yeah, the most she does is uh like dresses up. Yeah, and, she like, she does, loves dress up. Does like infiltration and stuff like that, but there is that one guy she kills. I think is that one of her first, or she she doesn't even kill him. No, it's she just she doesn't kill him. I forgot. Yeah, and then she gets mad when he is killed because there was uh, there were children and she has a maternal instinct. It's so dumb. Oh God, I I I just remembered the very beginning of this movie. They like they do that Rick and Morty thing where it's like six months earlier. Yeah. I, I, I remember that immediately. I was just pissed off because it goes straight to her first assassination attempt. And you're like, oh, this is I guess this will be cool. And that, that took about an hour to get to. Yeah. And, and it's not worth the hour. It's, and it's it's mainly she doesn't even kill him. The guy's like oxygen mask falls off and he can't breathe. And then he dies. She couldn't even like get away from a guy who was on the verge of death. She she had her pistol pointed at the back of the head of a guy with an oxygen tank. And he still got the upper hand on her. Oh, God. It's... it's a, And then the next guy... Let's just go through the fucking kills. I mean, I think it's somewhere after the oxygen tank guy. We have the badass car sequence, which is really cool. There's a driving sequence, and it's... It's it's pretty sweet. Like I would like clip that as like maybe one of my favorite action scenes because uh, I was like, man, this maybe like Reed Morano probably just had the idea for like the camera placements of this driving sequence and was like, uh, I guess I'll put something. I need something to put around it to, for a story. He he absolutely did. He he was probably like drunk one night watching Children of Men and was like. I want to try that out. Like, yeah, and it kind of also felt like a Call of Duty cutscene. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but it was still it was still like well done. Like and like we said, that was the part where I kind of woke up and was like, "Oh shit, is there going to be more of this in the movie?" And then it goes back to what it was. It was a tease. It it was, and because. She goes to the next guy who's a rich guy, and she, like, has him fucking pinned to the ground with, like, a knife to his throat. And all he has to do, and she's, like, supposed to be, like, badass. I'm getting revenge for my family. And then, uh, and then she's just like, I can't do it. With a guy who's, like, obviously, like, fucking evil, rich, gets call girls, and is, like, extremely shitty to her, like. This movie has a very dim view of sexuality. Oh yeah! Oh uh, man! It, it it's like there's like almost no positive 
portrayals of it in this movie. Yeah, and she's kind of and uh, uh, I think was it she only really has sex with like Sterling K. Brown, yeah. Who then turns out to be the arch enemy. So it's he's like the sh- he's the shadow broker. He he deals in intelligence. Which that that, that didn't make any. I'm like that, that. There's not a person like this in the world. <laughs> who who deals in secrets? Yeah, it was just in vague secrets. Yeah, yeah. He's and it's kind. And he's not even really like a kind of hacker. He just knows. It's not like a like computer genius or something who's able to like decrypt things and go into government files and finds out sensitive information. It's just a guy who talks to people, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, he's just friends. He's just yeah, got friends. He's got a lot of friends. And uh, uh, and then, yeah, and like you said, it turns out Sterling K. Brown is in on... Pl- uh, he's in on what happened to her family, and uh, she finds that out, and blah, 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 and she poisons him. And with with the uh, neurotoxin that the mask guy had, yes, because it was from a snake he had, and she looked it up. They had a scene where she was looking up what it was from, and it, so you could see like lethal poison on the computer screen. <laughs> I love a good Wikipedia scene in a movie. Yeah, it is so. And this is all coming back through like vague clouds because everything is so slow and dreary in this movie. It's hard to fucking remember. It's like I only remember these key points because everything in between is like just like wavy music and like blurred landscape shots and like or like Blake Lively just walking. Which another thing, Reed Morano. In a lot of his movies, he loves a good scene of a woman walking down a street in a hoodie. Like, a distressed woman in a hoodie walking, like, set to music. That's, like, in all his fucking movies he's directed. So he's got a thing for that. I What, what else has he directed? Maybe I can look this up. What else? Is, is there anything he's done that, I've, that I know? Um, he did one with Peter Dinklage. I don't know if it got a wide release or if it was just on Netflix. It was like a, uh, what was it fucking called? Uh, um, oh, Reed Morano is a woman. Reed Morano is a woman. Yeah. Oh God. Now I feel bad. Oh no. No, oh, no we're oh. bad people. Ah, uh, fuck. We are anti-women. I think That's we are. We didn't like this. Yeah, that makes sense. I think we're alone now is the thing she did too. What's that? Wow. Uh, I think we're alone now with Peter Dinklage. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. She directed that and. Apologies, Reed Morano. Come on the podcast. We'll talk about it. Yeah, please. But we only thought you were male because we didn't like the movie. Yes, we said men bad. Yes, the men are bad. The men are bad. And you were, you're good. You're good. You're a good person. So Reed Morano, she always has something for putting a woman in a hoodie to distressed music. Cinematographer for like a place beyond the pines and stuff like that. The the cinematography wasn't that bad in this movie. I think that's the thing. It's this is a cinematographer movie, and that's why it's bad because it's not because the story sucks and the acting isn't really that great. But like the shots are pretty nice. I, you know, most uh, like DPs that I've I've met are very much like I would never have them write any kind of story. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They're they're so fo- it's it's like having like a a mathematician tell you an an, an anecdote. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's and you you can totally tell with like this and Meadowlands. I still haven't seen the uh the other one. Uh I think we're alone now, but I I'm dreading I am going to watch it just to I'm I mean I saw it too. I might as well see the last Reed Morano movie that I haven't seen, but I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of uh beautiful looking shots and a shitty story with like mediocre acting. She in, in never never mind. I'm not going to comment on her looks, but Hey, Reed Morano? Yeah, she's uh she's, she's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's beautiful. So that doesn't have anything to do with anything. I'm just... Uh, it doesn't. You know what's really beautiful are skills behind the camera. Yeah. She's a beautiful DP. Okay. Now that just sounds... No. Wait. No. Okay. Chris. Uh, that's a... That's a can- that, I'm canceled in that one. That, <laughs> that was not intentional, but it did happen. But this movie's fucking boring as fuck. Lost a ton of money. I don't know. I guess it just got funded based on, like, you have these big stars, you know? They. I think it's based off a book. Probably. Uh, and it, is, it is. I think they mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, man. So. Uh, it just totally. Un- it plays the trailer music at the end when she's like, actually, I am pretty badass. To like Jude Law and walks away and then <laughs> and plays the music. If I'm Jude Law, I'm like, you just caused several international incidents and you're trying to walk away from this now? Like, <laughs> you fucked yeah. up so badly that they're going to be clean, like cleaning up her mess for decades. Yeah, it's because of you that, like, that family died. Because you couldn't kill that one guy. You made us do, like, a fucking truck bombing. Yeah, she seems so... Like, for a person who was in prostitution and drugs because... She accidentally sort of had a involvement in her family dying. She directly had these kids die, and she's like, eh, shit happens. Yeah, it's, it, it's, she cares about it. Like, once it happens, she's like, what do you do? And then, like, that kind of causes a rip, but it's like one scene of her just being like, this is bad. And then, like, it doesn't really affect what she does in the future. Yeah, they stop caring about her. I, this movie, uh, produced by one of the Broccoli's. The Broccoli's. The uh, the Bond people. Oh. So I think they were trying to make this a female Bond. But what if he was like a wacky, incompetent, dumb dumb? I would. It w- that would have been better if. Blake Lively was more charming in this, which, like, you know she can be. So it's weird where it's like, if you want to go for dumb, dumb, um, uh, like, kind of Indiana Jones-ish, you know, getting the job done, but, like, uh, like kind of, like, slipping up sometimes during a fight and, like, not being able to complete it and, like, kind of fucking up, like, then... But she's playing it like a fucking, like, John Wick badass. So, like, when you're, like, a stoic badass, it's it, it doesn't mesh with... The you fucking things up. Yeah, they definitely should have picked one thing where I, I don't know. It seems like maybe they're going for a character study, but 
I don't. This movie is. I I hate this movie. Me too. Thinking, worst movie of 2020. Sorry, Reed Morano. I'm sorry I have to give a female director worst movie of 2020. Worse than Doolittle, but come on. I, yeah, there's no reason to watch this movie unless you want to. Unless you don't believe us. Yeah, I guess. And you're like, you know what? The box office numbers are wrong. And yeah, Doctor Fuzz and Chris, those are men, and they probably just didn't get it. And uh, I would say, uh, go ahead and watch it. Yeah, it's like a dialysis for your soul for like a, a like almost two hours. It's just something you can put on, and then you kind of wake up from a reverie like an hour later, and you're just like, what? Did, what did I just? Was, like I just spent time doing something, but I don't know what. Wait, do you think people on dialysis just go into comas? No, no, no. It's like a dialysis of your soul. It's not like dial like actual like dialysis of like with blood and uh it's a it, it's a weird like spiritual dialysis. Oh, oh okay, okay. Where you just I gotcha. kind of f- fade out and you're just like ooh, like and if if you pay attention, you have to go into that state because if you pay attention, you just start getting mad. Oh, yeah. I was very mad. It, it, it was nuts. It was just like completely boring. Wakes you up for that middle, the car scene right in the middle of the movie. Uh, I kind of wish that car scene was not in this movie. Yeah, it should have been in a better movie or the movie should have just been the car scene uh, like a hundred times replayed. If Please. I would have, if I'd have shown up, paid a, a, a full price ticket... I walk in, it was just that car scene, and the movie was over in five minutes. I'm walking away less mad than I am for watching the whole movie. Very, I could not agree more. With that, like, I would be like, cool, that was nice, awesome. I mean, it may be a little overpriced, but, (laughs) you know, at least I didn't waste, like, close to two hours of my life on this. Yeah, I'm going to go back and home and play Xbox. (laughs) But, yeah, uh, uh, bad movie. Do not see. Um, maybe if you need help sleeping, it has a little bit of like a white noise quality to it. It's not too bright and flashy, so like you could probably, if it's on Netflix, you can probably put that on if you just need something to like fall asleep to. This is something my dad would probably watch, and even then, I, I if I asked him how it was, he'd be like, "Yeah, you know, it was there. It happened. Mm-hmm. There was something on the screen." This is going to be a lot of dads are going to want to see this, and then they're going to be like, they won't say it because they don't talk about their emotions, but they are upset internally. Yeah, <laughs> where they just they treat it like a like a World War One veteran or something, or like a <laughs> yeah. yeah World War veteran being like, yeah yeah, it's just uh, you know there were things that happened, and uh, <laughs> just thinking about it makes me a little bit sad. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, fireworks go off and you just start like flashbacks <laughs> to Blake Lively shooting a gun at training practice. It doesn't. The montage made no sense. She didn't come into any play. Yeah, it didn't matter because she didn't shoot anyone. The only person she had dead to rights got the upper hand on her, and he had a fucking oxygen mask. <laughs> oh my god! Just a bad female assassin movie, and uh, and I'm sorry. I know. We're keeping this one short. Because we went through the whole movie just now, Chris. 
Yeah, we did. That's pretty much it. I don't think there's any other points to really fucking discuss in this. And, uh, you know, uh, apologies to you for making you see this. This one is, like, one of the ones. There's a lot of bad movies this year, but at least they were, like, fun to, uh, to talk about. They had some scenes or some actors in it that, like, you could really get into. But this had fucking nothing and this is like the first movie where i had a guest on that i made them see it and i'm like sorry (laughs) genuinely sorry and uh i want to have you on for like a bet if you see a movie that you want to see uh later on the year let's go see it but the next movie i have i have you on for like needs to be guaranteed like this is probably gonna be oh at least okay i i think it would be very fun if i just keep coming back for movies that hurt your soul yeah, I mean, we we could do that. Anything that looks extremely boring <laughs> like this, but if there's more of these, if there's more movies like this later on in the year. It's it's not going to be a good year, folks. Uh, I am just not looking forward to it. Uh, but Chris, do you have anything to plug for the audience anywhere they can find you? Uh, just uh, like you said, uh, my Twitter is drop Chris Murphy. Uh, pretty much all my I've changed all my alts on throughout all the social media to that. Uh, if you're in Chicago, I'll be having a show at Second City in April. Oh, nice! Uh, uh, come, come see that. It's a show I'm directing and writing. Should be fun. That's awesome. And do you have a podcast or a Twitch stream? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do a podcast on The Bachelor. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, called Rose Wars. Uh, it's pinned to my Twitter profile. We're trying to figure out how to get it onto iTunes and stuff like that. But uh, it's pretty good. If you don't listen to The Bachelor, it's me and three other comedians. And most of the time, we do not talk about The Bachelor. It is great. If you like The Bachelor, it's still good. But you can listen to it without... No- I-, I made a... On the last one, I made a promise that if I am not jacked by June 1st... I will kill myself. I saw you tweet about that. That actually kind of inspired me to get jacked as well. <laughs> if you make the if you make an ultimatum, I think it helps you out. I have yet to start working out. <laughs> hey, you got you got four months. Or yeah, like three and three and a half. I got three and a half months, and and then that's it. You can get jacked in that. Just do P ninety X. That's right. That's right. I'll do uh, I'll do some jumping jacks in my room. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you, Chris. And like I said, we'll have you on for something way better next time. Oh, uh, I would love to. Or just as worse. We'll see which one comes first. <laughs> I want the um, worst movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> well, this may be the worst movie of 2020. It's going to be hard to beat for that slot. It absolutely deserved its January graveyard release. Yes. Uh, but again, thank you for coming on. And uh, it was a delight talking to you. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>